0: to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the
1: culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: I keep rolling my sleeves up, like as an impulse, and then I realize I'm really cold. Uh Uh-huh. But I have this, like, every time I sit down, I feel the need to roll my sleeves up. Like, let's get down to business. Like you're about to get down to some dirty work. Let's get down to business. Every time I sit down, that's like the first thing I do is roll my sleeves up. What is that?
0: Because the first thing I do when I sit down is pull my sleeves over my hands like a little child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this revealing?
2: I don't know. I, mean, I feel like sleeves are are uncomfortable. Like I don't like sleeves. I.
1: Yeah, you remove sleeves from a lot of things.
2: I aggressively cut them off most of <laughs> my shirts. Yeah, um, that's true. But uh, that's the the problem. Well, there's two ways. But th- then again, you guys are representing both ways. I either want them gone. Or I want them all the way over my hands, and I want little thummy holes that I can just stick my thummies through, and then there it's a full coverage. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they stop at the wrist; then I feel like it's an incomplete sleeve. Mm-hmm. I'd, full I'd, sleeve I'd... or no sleeve? No <laughs> <one between. laughs>
1: I do like the thumb holes. Mm-hmm. I have I have a couple, but I just have that in like hoodies. Mm-hmm. Like I have a couple hoodies that have the thumb holes.
0: How do you How do you all feel about arm warmers? What, like mm-hmm. leg warmers, but like for your Forearms?
2: Like, like, you not like, seen those? I've never seen Well, them. I mean, I've definitely seen those. That's what, like, you wore, like, as a, well, it's a scene kid, like, as an emo kid, you wear, like, the arm socks.
1: Oh, yeah! Oh, they're back! Like, to a rave!
2: I... They're
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> Except, That's like... <laughs> That's what you wear to a rave, right? All the raves you went to. Yeah! I've wore. never been to one, but I saw them go to one on Dawson's Creek one time. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I I associate them with like like they were like the stripey ones that like seen kids would wear.
1: Mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they now. usually
2: had thumb holes. They would cover the hand and like go up to the elbow, and they'd be like black and white stripe.
1: Mm-hmm. See, you wear those... them with like cat ears.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, I've seen TikToks of people wearing like fuzzy like sweater ones. Oh okay. Like leg warmers, mm-hmm. but on your arms.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
0: It's a look, apparently. A look? A look. Hmm. I mean, it sounds nice. But it's kind of the middle ground of sleeves, you see, because you can wear it with something that doesn't have sleeves. Like a sweater vest, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Like a sweater vest? Sure. Or like a bodysuit. Are sweater vests in?
2: Are bodysuits in? <laughs> bodysuits
0: are in. I have a couple. Really?
2: No, mm. That's... mm.
0: I wore one the other night and my friend came up to me and said, your shirt is (laughs) tucked. And I said, well, it's a bodysuit, so it's strapped under my butt like I'm a baby. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) can't.
2: Those those are in as long as it takes for everyone to realize that it's hard to pee in those when you're drunk. And then Uh they don't go back out.
0: (laughs) Especially when you wear one, but then you're wearing a skirt, but then you're also wearing tights. So then you have to like take the skirt down because you've got That's shorts, like, but then you've got to unbutton it's the like an
2: escape suit. room of clothing. No. And then you've
0: got to take the tights and your undies down and then you've got like five layers under there, but then you're looking you're like, how do I get them all on in the right order again? And you're drunk in the bar bathroom and you're like, oh no,
1: this is a puzzle I'll never solve, <laughs> but I have to get out of this bar bathroom. That's so much protection over the crotch. Like you just have so many layers of security over the crotch there. I- You
2: know, that's that's fine. I think that's a good area to be secure. It's (laughs) cold (laughs) out.
1: It's cold (laughs) out for warming. It's cold.
2: I don't know why that is just as bad to me as like when you wear the whole one piece like jumpsuit, mechanic suit, whatever, that when you have to go to the bathroom, you're instantly naked. Yeah. It's the same level of discomfort, even though they're opposite problems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. (laughs) That's 100% true. Do you remember for a while they had the like blouses, like nice, like long sleeve blouse tops that you'd wear with like a suit or like some sort of business look? So, like mm-hmm. professional looking blouses that were body suits on the bottom. So you can tuck them easily. Do you remember those? And they were like oh, the fabric yeah. would shift because like the top part looked like a shirt and uh-huh. then the bottom was like panties. Panties <laughs> that snapped in your crotch. Yeah.
2: I don't understand it. I mean, I guess I understand the point of that, but, uh, that's,
1: <laughs> you know, I could get,
0: I, I could get down can't... with that because I have a couple blouses that I have to wear when I'm wearing business clothes for school that go down so long. I look like I am a child wearing like my father's shirt cause they go down to like my mid thigh and that's... I'm like, well, I have to tuck this in, but where does it all go? But that's for when you, when you get home from
1: work and you do your risky business look.
0: Well, yeah, but then that doesn't help me when I'm trying to wear pants. I'm like, where does this other shirt? This is enough material down here for second shirt. But you did, where does the second shirt well, go down my pants? You just
2: bought a big, you just bought a big boy shirt, I and mean, it's no, too big for you.
0: That's the thing. It fits. It's like it's my size. It's like a, it's a lady shirt. Uh huh. It, it's got, you know. Style?
2: Did you buy a dress by mistake?
1: No, it's not a dress. <laughs> it's so not you, a dress. You can
2: say so. It's okay if no you did.
1: It's either that or so you can look like you know that great scene in an American president when Annette Bening. Nobody Benning
2: walks in. No. Great
1: scene, no. when he's explaining immediate, to her, Immediate no. When he's no. explaining to her why she's intimidated no. and, no, and like is he... afraid of having sex with him, and then she walks into his bedroom just wearing the button
2: down. No. You, you used the you use the Risky Business <laughs> reference it and, and that was a little outdated but it worked cuz it's it's people know that. I don't know yeah. why you moved on from there.
1: Cuz that's a really great scene when she I mean she looks really hot in Sydney, that scene I've when she se- walks in and just that shirt. It's really like I've never seen that movie. I've never heard of that movie.
0: I, 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 really? I,
2: yes. Yeah. I don't I I don't I understand that it exists. I could not tell you a single thing that happens in it.
1: Like it's the precursor to West Wing.
0: Never seen it. That's
2: a you thing. Oh, the West Wing
1: is a you thing.
2: Oh,
0: well, I watched. You're the only person that's ever watched <laughs> West Wing so much. I mean,
1: <laughs> I've I've watched the whole series several times. TikTok, no man, TikTok's got my number.
2: And there people out there making like edits about the West Wing.
1: Uh, they're just it's like Sydney. There are scenes. <laughs> where like where President Bartlett puts people in their place or like man they're like hey do you want to see that scene where Leo tells Josh the story about when when the man falls down in the hole and I'm like I'm going to cry again I'll watch it again yeah you know I want to watch it and cry one more time anyway (laughs) it's a great show Mm -hmm. we're not talking about West Wing man I'll never make you all do that that's so much. The movie, An American President, would give you, like, the vibe. I mean, like, that was, that is what gave birth to the whole series, The West Wing. Because it was the same, it's the same idea. Like, mm-hmm. what if everybody in government was good and fighting for good and, like, Imagine. just earnestly trying so hard to do the right thing? I don't,
2: I don't know, Sid. When, when, when fantasy isn't rooted a little bit in reality, I, I can't really follow it. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if I could. <laughs>
1: It's not, I mean, occasionally it's rooted, well, I don't know. There are know.
2: humans in it.
1: That's, that's, all right. That's about as close to that's reality it. as we can get, I think. It, it, it definitely, it definitely was a time where, like, they kept, they kept saying, hey, you know what, maybe the Republicans aren't that bad. Look, here's another nice one we, we pulled in.
2: Was Look. this a, was this a Clinton presidency show era? Uh,
1: it, yes, it was. Okay, well, yeah. no, it was, so it wasn't. Well, I guess it would have been during. I'm trying to think. Of, I didn't watch it when it aired originally. I watched it much after. Okay, like, I, I feel clear, like the zeitgeist but,
2: yeah. would make sense for that era. Like, like the he, the, yes. the, the, the hope, the the naivety, if you will, of political leaders. He,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's he's Clinton-esque, um, more liberal than Clinton was for sure. Like, definitely, they're trying to move everything to the left with it, but hmm. not not leftist by any stretch mm-hmm. not and and i mean later on when jimmy smiths is running for president against alan alda in the last season <laughs> um jimmy smith was very much modeled after obama but this was before obama ran for president but like that's that was the model for if barack obama ran for president this mm-hmm. is what it would be like and then he did run for president mm-hmm. Which is very cool, right?
2: So cool.
0: Sydney, I've never <laughs> seen you get so excited about anything ever.
2: Like, I don't want to, I never, you know, you're excited, so I'm happy for you.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, I'm glad that there's something that you enjoy to that degree. It is, it is the West Wing, but that's all right.
1: You should watch the movie, American President, though. It's
2: very good.
1: It's got that great scene.
2: <laughs> the la- lady in the very long shirt.
1: The lady in a long shirt. She not know who Annette Benning is.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Annette Benning in a long shirt. That's <laughs> Never the pitch. Mind. Lady in a long shirt.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like she's not wearing pants. Well, sure.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> I think that was implied when you when when
2: through. Yeah, it, like, if she was trying to like. Like, get that, like, start on the sexy times. It's like, look at my long shirt and my pants. <laughs> ready to go.
1: The, the way she made it sexy is she
2: untucked her shirt. Yeah, like, oh. I've
0: seen that look. I've untucked my long shirt from my big business pants before. It's not a, it's not a sexy time look.
2: Just, just look like, like an adult that turned into a kid, and you're still wearing the same clothes. Yeah. How it's <laughs> really, saying. I think that's the problem, is that you're still kind of a kid, so you wear adult know. clothes, but you're kind of a kid. That's <laughs> fair. You got you got permanent kid going on.
0: That's fair.
2: That's not a bad thing in, in, in no. 10 years when you still look... 18 and all of your <laughs> all of your coworkers look 40. You're going to be thankful.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You'll appreciate that then. Yeah. Mhm.
1: That's
0: why everyone thinks Sydney's my
1: mom. Yeah. <laughs> I could understand it. I was mistaken for Riley's mom this morning. Oh, it makes me laugh every time. Oh, that's okay. I mean, technically, like I mean, I, I
2: could have been. I could be. Mm-hmm.
1: Secret Family secret. I'm not. (laughs) It's not a family secret. It's exposed here. Edit this out of the podcast. You heard it here first. There's documented evidence of a very pregnant mom. That's true. Yes. I remember it. I was there. I was there for your birth. You were there. Mm -hmm. I was present. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yeah. I, I don't want this to go on like as a thing. The Riley door. might possibly believe. I I promise you, you you were not birthed by your sister.
0: No, I did I did believe it when I was little. So did Justin. To be fair,
1: which again, he went to high school with me, <laughs> and I he would have like I would have had to have been pregnant while we were in high school together. And how would he? Didn't he? Even sometimes, like your children look at me and are like, "Are we?" You know. Are you my sister.
2: I do think they <laughs> they disrespect you like a sibling. They do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they do. And they call you baby sis, which
2: yeah. is, would be weird though. Yeah. A baby, but also a sis.
1: I told
0: uh, um, I told him, I told him I went camping, and I told Cooper that I hiked to the top of a really tall mountain, and her immediate response was, "You? Well, uh, I think you're telling me a fib." That was her immediate response.
2: I mean, with all not, the love in my heart, Riley, I think that's everybody's <laughs> immediate
1: response. I'm not, I'm not that vague of an inside princess. <laughs> to be fair, when mom told me you were going <laughs> camping, I, I probably started laughing. And then I said, Does she know there aren't sodies out there in the forest? <laughs>
0: Okay, I was 1. To be you like, can bring them to the forest. <laughs> 2. I can survive for 48 hours without a diet coke.
2: <laughs> I just assumed it was a cover for something else. Like, nah, she's up to something. Yeah. But that's all right. It's no, not my I was, business.
0: I was camping. I was camping. Seneca Rocks, West Virginia.
2: Not not glamping. <laughs> not Full glamping. Full on camping.
0: Full on camping. It was cold. Yeah. There was snow. There was snow. I hiked thousand thousand feet you know what good for you good. thank you I'll never do it again
1: <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> it didn't unlock a, a secret love for camping no you know it was nice
0: but I, I think I would have to do it when it's like not hot not summer but mm. like maybe like a an early spring or an early fall where like yeah. it's cool so you can cool down at night but you're also not like under snow when you wake up in the morning yeah
1: yeah I think I'm good
2: I feel like it's such a true crime buff, you would understand the natural dangers there are in camping and not oh. not oh, yeah. gone.
0: Oh, 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, there mm-hmm. were several moments where I was looking around like, mm,
1: mm, mm-hmm,
0: this would make a perfect murder scene. Yeah. No one would know.
2: hmm
1: Especially once you get out somewhere where you don't have service. Yeah, mom was very worried about you getting true crimed. I was very worried about me getting true crimed.
2: But I made it. I feel it. like somebody asking you out to go camping in the winter, like, that's a setup that you'd be like, obviously you're going to murder me. That's, obvious yeah, that's, that's gonna obviously what's going to happen. obviously
1: true crime situation. Yeah. Clearly I shouldn't go. I'm glad that you didn't, didn't happen.
2: Me. I'm glad it all worked out for the best. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Good job. <laughs> not, not getting true crimed.
0: Did not get true crimed of any kind. Just cold. Just the cold. I got I got assaulted by the cold. So yeah. I got a little bit of a crime happening to me, but yeah. It's a crime of nature. Anyways.
2: Taylor, what are we talking about this week? Uh, yeah, we've been we, all over the place. Yeah, I thought we could talk about uh, we've already talked about the Scott Pilgrim movie. I thought we could talk mm-hmm. about the new animated series Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which is a a departure from the original graphic novel and the movie. Uh, it's kind yeah. of a, a mm-hmm. redo, which I found very refreshing. I I will say, when I saw that it was coming out, I initially thought like I don't know. Like I read the I read the manga, I liked it. I watched I've watched the movie a million times. I don't really need to revisit that storyline in animated form. It's cool that it exists, mm-hmm. but then when I mm-hmm. saw like honestly, it was like TikToks that I saw people reacting to the. I think it's the first episode where the big twist happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh. Heck, I gotta, I gotta see what this is about because it's like an AU, I guess, an alternative universe from yeah. the original Scott Pilgrim.
1: Yeah, I um, when we so we had started watching it before you had brought it up, and Justin turned it on and was like, "I think the girls would like this, and we can watch it with them. Why don't we?" And I'm and I had the same, honestly, the same sort of like, "Well, okay, I'll sit, I'll, I'll come along for this ride, but like, I don't really." desire to watch this on my own you know because I, I know this story I've seen this whatever um, so it really caught me off guard I was very shocked uh, I had no idea going in that it was anything different I thought it was yeah. just like oh you're just telling the Scott Pilgrim story again but in this form Yeah, that is also exactly what
0: I thought I uh, turned it on as like a finals study background show just mm-hmm. like oh this will be pleasant to have on in the background um, and then I ended up getting distracted by it when, I guess, I mean, we're going to spoil what happened. Yeah, I
1: mean, the, so. sure, this yeah. will be full of spoilers, yeah.
0: Um, when, you know, it starts out with Scott fighting the... It starts out the same. Yeah. But then Scott goes to fight the first of the seven evil exes and dies. Mm-hmm. Um, does, not, does not win. Yeah, So then the rest of the series is much different. Which I had, I again was like you said. I didn't see anything beforehand that told me it was going to be different. I thought this was just going to be like the comic books or the graphic novels, but, you know, played out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not. Yeah. All the original voices, though, which I very much enjoyed. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah.
2: Although I do love that the, the one, I guess, I mean, Brie Larson uh, does Envy Adams, but her singing voice is metric that amazing cover of I Will Remember
0: You. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense because I was sitting there thinking, like, is this Brie Larson I am listening to right now? Because no. it, I don't think it is. Oh.
2: <laughs> Which, of course, she famously did the cover in the movie of Black Sheep. Yeah. Like that's her mm-hmm. singing voice. But for this, they... I guess it's sort of to include both of them because, obviously, Black Sheep was a Metric song. So now they have Metric singing mm-hmm. the oh. cover. It's so good that... Probably my favorite scene in the whole like anime is just <laughs> and, and we Adam pops up at the funeral uh-huh. yeah. in her beautiful black feather outfit and to sings perform. That. Yeah, uh-huh. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I well, and I, I think you know I was talking to a friend who like he's he's literally written like a, a, a thesis on this. He's a, a Scott Pilgrim expert, and I was saying <laughs> you know it's kind of like like Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator of Scott Pilgrim went to went to therapy. <laughs> like it yeah, it's all of the sort of problematic stuff that you can look at back at Scott at Scott Pilgrim and see confronted and sort of like worked through. Mm-hmm. It's not a negation of it, but it's like, you know, Scott I think that a lot of people have said the worst part about Scott Pilgrim is Scott Pilgrim, the character. Yes. yes. And this is what is Scott Pilgrim without it. Literally like the title Scott Pilgrim takes off. Like, oh, takes off quite literally. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed the fact that, you know, in the original movie, in the original story, Ramona Flowers is kind of like the, you know, for lack of a better term, like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Of like, his, I mean, his oh, literal yeah. dreams. And she doesn't have a ton of agency other than these are her exes, and she's there, you know, mm-hmm. a part of it, and like once to date Scott. But beyond that, it's kind of just him doing the, like, the stereotypical hero story of saving the damsel in distress, and beating up the, you know, evil guys that stand in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that this series was her her story of kind of defeating her seven evil exes and kind of having to go through the same storyline of going to each of them Mm -hmm. and talking about their relationship and kind of what went wrong almost instead of like her in the movie, you know, she tells the story to Scott of like how she dated each of them and why they broke up and then he fights them and then they're gone. This was like, her revisiting all of her past relationships and why they fell apart and maybe her role in it and then her going on her own journey to find and save Scott Mm -hmm. because spoiler alert he didn't he didn't die yeah yeah that's a spoiler but I like that it was like her story of
2: saving
1: him instead
0: of
2: the
1: other
0: way around it's a spoiler
1: but I think it's actually kind of good to know going (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well, and it, again, it
2: happens in, like, the, well, that he doesn't die, yeah. Like that's Yeah. That's kind of the, the inference from pretty early on, is that she's, you know, something happened, he's not dead, and she's trying to figure out where he is.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a minute to get there, because before they explicitly say it, I was sitting there, I think it was the funeral scene with Envy Adams, where I was sitting there looking, and I thought, oh, wait, he really died? That's, like, yeah. Like, he died? I thought we, like, this was a bit, but he's De- There's a funeral. I literally said that. Yeah, I he's was, dead. I, it, like he's what? dead, dead. Yeah, dead. <laughs> it took yeah. me, it took me a minute. Well, because they like, they do the they do the funny thing they do in the movie and the comic or in the graphic novels where they put the coins up like mm-hmm. you're playing a video game when yeah when you defeat someone. Um, so I wasn't really sure what what happened there, but yeah. And,
1: and it's tough because I agree with you, Tay. Like the thing that especially as I got older that bothered me about Scott Pilgrim. Was Scott Pilgrim <laughs> right. yeah. was the character of Scott Pilgrim? Like it irked me, and it, it does. Like as the more I thought about it, and the more distance I had from it. And as I got older, I was like, uh, like why? You know, this guy who gets to be kind of like every guy's sort of fantasy of like he's super cool in this band, and people love him, and he also fights all these dudes and wins. Mm-hmm. So like he's like got this kind of cool edge but he's not edgy. Mm -hmm. He can just be his sort of like awkward, nerdy little boy self, Mm -hmm. but also be that, which is like the ultimate like dream. There you go. You can just with no effort whatsoever be this cool. Um, But at the same time, because of, I don't know, it did represent this sort of thing in pop culture. Like I did care about that character Mm -hmm. as much as I was like, kind of ticked off about it. The older I got, like I didn't want him to die. Yeah. You know,
2: (laughs) Mm. Interesting.
1: I did, did you not have that same reaction well no I mean I I
2: I feel like the characters that I liked in Scott Pilgrim were always the I mean I I liked Ramona and then I liked yeah. a lot of the secondary characters a lot more and mm-hmm. I feel like Scott is that kind of classic you know he's the he's the what is it that the character in high fidelity the character mm-hmm. in you know like I don't name any of that like sad boy movies like the 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 zach braff in in Mm -hmm. garden state garden state you know he's like yeah he's he he's he wins but he's a loser and like everything comes out in his favor but he's still like you know this sort of nerdy guy like i don't that character has been so overdone that i really could never connect with scott and i like that this opened up for all of the other characters that i always thought were more interesting to have some space
0: Yes, that is exactly what I was gonna say, is I feel like you get so much more story for the other characters that is so fun. Um, like my personal favorite of knives and uh Oh, what's his name? The other guy in the band. Why can I not remember his name?
2: Uh Neil.
0: Not young Neil. The it's the, the sex uh, boobomb is Scott and Kim and what's
2: his Oh name? um Uh I can't think of his name. I can't think either. of his
0: name. But when they write the musical, the, and, and Stephen they're Stills. writing... Steven Stills, Stills. yes, thank you. But then the whole storyline of, of Knives, you know, obviously, like, grieving over Scott and being sad and being, like, very, like, movie Knives. But then writing a musical for <laughs> Steven, and then writing the song Red Makes You Fat, which, yeah. of course, is from the movie. Like, that just, like, that whole storyline and young Neil writing... The movie of Scott Pilgrim and not remembering writing it and then just like becoming this like hit movie director and not knowing how he wrote it like it just it gives you so much room to explore all these other fun characters that I love so much without them really having anything to do with Scott Pilgrim except tangentially yeah. mm-hmm.
2: like, especially like because I think that's one of the things maybe gave it, it was hard to get around Scott Pilgrim as a character when you look at Knives and giving mm-hmm. nice yeah. agency and her own storyline, and kind of because yes. even in the like the movie, which is sort of you know Scott Pilgrim condensed, it's like okay, she she's dating someone who's an adult while she's a child. He cheats on her, and then she just sort of gets put with another boy. That's her storyline. Like yeah, it's and kind just of tries to get him back. Yeah, yeah. Like she gets one cool fight scene, but really it's kind of a sad. Like that character is not very well treated if, if you yeah. we were to take it into reality. Obviously, this is all fiction all like hyper reality but like
1: which like we're supposed to and, I, and I, it's true because we're supposed to give scott credit in the original for like he he kind of recognizes it like yeah that was crappy mm-hmm. that's crappy but that's as far as it really goes yeah. like i mean that's good that you realized it yeah okay that's step one but the, i don't know that's also indicative of like that was about all we asked of like your leading boy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say man, but like your leading boy <laughs> can be that. And that, yeah. that, that kind of John Cusack model is okay. Right. <laughs> like he realized it. Good job. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, even something as simple as like, you know, Scott is quote unquote dead and the band has no bass player and Knives just shows up and like can play bass mm-hmm. with like no skill, no practice or anything. Um, and you learned like, oh my gosh, she's like this. Inanely talented musician who knew just like uh, anything like that of giving her personality and character that you don't really get originally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think is super cool.
2: And it's true with all the evil exes too. Like Mm -hmm. instead of them just being people that Scott defeated, like you see, you they all get in. You get a little bit more about their relationship with Ramona, and they all get individual narratives and. I mean, especially when you've got such a talented cast, like, yeah. why would you not use that to your advantage? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what evil X I ended up loving more, but I, I think I loved all of them. I mean, I think I initially loved all of them more than Scott, but I definitely yeah. love all of them more now.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's definitely true. And it's it's interesting because what it points to... This is a very, like, I think this is actually a very salient point <laughs> mm. that it that it's making is, like, I don't think it's a problem that in the original movie, in the, from the original material, like, we have this guy, Scott Pilgrim, who gets kind of a fully formed, like, personhood. He gets a whole story and an arc, and it's kind of like fantasy because he gets to be a bunch of things all at once. I don't have a problem with a guy telling that story about himself. Mm-hmm. I think that the problem is nobody else ever got to tell any stories also.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like the point is not, I mean, because we don't have to kill him off. He doesn't die and that's good because we don't have to kill Scott Pilgrim. It's mm-hmm. not that we don't want him to exist. It's mm-hmm. just that everybody else gets to have their stories too. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. room for all the stories. It doesn't just yeah. have to be sad boy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, i like, you know, like a character like Kim Pine, which is kind of a joke that in the in the movie, the original movie, like you, you know that something bad happened between Scott and Kim. Mm-hmm. Right. And that Scott kind of broke Kim's heart. Mm-hmm. But it's played for a laugh, the fact that we never really get, like, if we don't really dig into that, right? Like, she's just mm-hmm. upset. He doesn't think she should be upset. That's it. And we move on. And even in the end, like, he kind of apologizes to her, like, like, halfheartedly, like, I'm sorry about yeah. what happened. And that's it like mm-hmm. I like that like you know like there's clearly a story there there's clearly a narrative that was understood between them mm-hmm. it's good to give like some some space to that it was always there mm-hmm. i don't think it was yeah. ever not no. you know understood in the narrative but
1: yeah yeah
0: do you have a favorite ex cuz i think mine is lucas lee mm. there's something about chris evans in that part that just it's so perfect
2: It's, I do, I do love Lucas Lee. I, I mean, even, like, the fact that, I don't know, because he he loses all of his fame, I guess, Mm -hmm, supposedly, mm -hmm. and just kind of, like, the the weird friendship with him and, uh, and, uh, oh, gosh, the, the ultimate evil ex. uh, Oh, uh, Gideon? Gideon, Gideon, yeah. Like, whatever goes on there, like, I don't, that was just so funny to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he's really... Lucas Lee is hard to beat. He's really good.
0: Especially like, because they get into the meta, the meta aspects of like the fact that Young Neil has essentially written the Scott Pilgrim film. Um, and they make, like, Lucas Lee makes fun of his character in the Young Neil film for dying by grinding too hard on a skateboard. <laughs> He's like, what kind of idiot would do that? And it just, it's it's
2: very good. No. I also love Todd's storyline that. The the vegan who falls from grace and is gay.
0: (laughs) And is gay and falls in love with Wallace.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think there's more Wallace, right? That was the initial complaint. Yeah. There was never enough Wallace. And this, I think, gives us plenty of Wallace. And he gets the guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that is a good point. I love Wallace. I loved him in the original. Yeah, Yes, I love him in this. Yeah.
0: I feel like everything they did to enhance these characters it didn't feel like you were watching something and it is like an AU like you said Tay it is like an alternate universe of these characters but it doesn't feel like different people it feels very true to the graphic novels and the movie everything they do like Wallace's whole storyline of like he goes to visit young Neil on set and they're like oh you're such a perfect Wallace you just <laughs> need to, you've never acted before but come be Wallace in our film yeah. be you mm-hmm. um, and he becomes an actor and falls in love with Todd and you know Um, well, Todd falls in love with him and he kind of brushes him off. Like, all of the storylines they add for these characters make so much sense for the characters they'd already built. It doesn't feel, like, unbelievable. It feels like you're in the same world. It's just a different series of events has happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it just it gives... Yeah, exactly. It fleshes them out more. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. like one of, I think, the greatest sins of the the movie is the way it treats Roxy, where it's just sort of, like, this, you know... Experimental phase that Ramona went through—that was kind of—it's kind of treated as like, oh my gosh, she's got a she's got a girl as an ex. That's yeah. so scandalous, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's that's and she the fact that it Scott defeats her with like touching her on the back of the knee, like that always gave yeah. me the ick. And me I'm too. I'm glad that it gave her space to sort of like air out her grievances with Ramona, kind of like mm-hmm. you know like show the regret that I think. The, regret from Ramona's side I don't know it made it more of a a believable narrative instead of just like oh sexy girls kissing great yeah that's interesting
1: well that was I mean that's how it feels like in the original is the inclusion of her as an ex is just so that there's a girl as an ex Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that that is the that's the punchline. yeah
2: well and I almost feel like if we're looking at the, the previous movie like it's that's all from scott's perspective that's how he's mm-hmm, in taking mm-hmm. the world right like that's yes from it's true yeah. scott centric and this is reality of what would have been going on with around them mm-hmm. like more mm-hmm. you know less, less cartoonish characters more fully realized yeah
1: yeah which is interesting too like, like you said because if, if you if you say that it is all from scott's perspective then maybe these aren't literal, real events that are happening, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. the whole sort of, like, video game aspect of it is just how he interprets the world. world. Mm -hmm. And in order to remove that, I guess you have to remove him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At least for a while.
0: Well, I mean, that's kind of true, because you you get not only, like you were talking about Tay, like Ramona's kind of regrets with how she treated Roxy, but you kind of see her going through that same, like, internal struggle with all of her exes as she's going to them trying to figure out like which one of them had something to do with Scott dying or going missing um, she kind of realizes that the end of all these relationships wasn't necessarily just because these are like seven bad people that she dated like she also had things that she did to these people that was hurtful or she had bad qualities in a relationship or like I think by the end what her big thing is like she runs from what she loves and she runs from what she commits to or like what scares her mm-hmm. um so, you know, her realizing that about herself, it feels like a lot more realistic examination of someone who's looking back at their past relationships instead of, like, oh, yeah, here's my seven evil exes. They have these outlandish personalities, and, you know, they're all kind mm-hmm. of silly. It feels like, oh, th- these are real relationships that happened with her and these people, with real, like, flaws
2: and
1: events yeah. that happened in them.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that is, that is like, the... That's the reality of most things, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I think it's a bit of a juvenile thought to look back at any any ex you have in your life and be like, "Oh, they were evil and crazy," and and that's this is why. And then at some point, you get the space and distance to say, like, "They were just people," mm-hmm. and you know, this is why we didn't make sense. And I had my problems, and they had their problems, but ultimately, they were just you know other humans. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that in incredibly like, I, like cartoony landscape it's it it still fits that these people are given more human treatment
0: yeah yeah which is great that why which is why the by the end it's great that none of them want to battle scott and ramona now that they're together again like they're all like no we're we're past that we don't really care if you all are together like you we've moved on we're done with the whole evil ex thing like that's yeah you all do whatever you want and it's scott himself from the future that's you know
2: giving them problems not the not the exes i mean i think that the the fact that the big bad turns out to be scott yeah (laughs) like Mm -hmm. scott who has never been questioned on his actions scott from the original manga and the original movie Mm -hmm. that timeline produces evil scott that comes back and does all this
1: yeah which makes which makes perfect sense if you let somebody continue to just (laughs) you know operate kind of like Mm self-centeredly and never consider yes yeah
0: yeah. yeah. And it really That's- yeah, it's a it's a kind of emotional reveal when it's like, oh, the whole reason all this is happening is because Scott and Ramona did end up together, but now Scott is grown mm-hmm. and they're separating and he wants to prevent himself from all this hurt in the first place and he's gonna go back and just remove himself from the world so he can't date Ramona.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um has it been I don't know. And, Tay, maybe you haven't checked into this either. I don't know. I I wonder if this has been well-received by all of the people who, like, loved the original.
2: I I think so. I think it's far enough away. I feel like if the original manga had been published and then this was the first thing to come out, I feel like there would have been more, like, discomfort. But I think because the movie was such a faithful interpretation, Mm. like... Mm -hmm. We've done that. It's kind of like, like I'm a fan of the original manga and, like, we got the good translation of that into film. Right. But you're kind of over it and it and the cracks start to show in that original narrative. I think a lot of, if you were somebody that was into Scott Pilgrim to begin with, I think that you're also somebody that can now look back on it and say, like, uh, eh, there were problems. <laughs> like,
1: well, that's what I'm wondering uh, if it's, because it's rare to see something that is reinterpreted in... A more mature way like this, so well, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that that, there are attempts made to do that with different properties. Like, uh, this doesn't play as well in, you know, and and honestly, like I say, like it doesn't play as well in today's world, but I mean, it was always a problem. It's just the, you know, all the people who were saying, like, there are some problems here didn't have a voice to Mm -hmm. be heard. Um, But it's rare to see like that evolve so well. And be successful and then also be able to take the fandom along <laughs> mm-hmm. with it you know sometimes that's where it all falls apart like i feel like that's um you see some of that blowback with like doctor who right now which is mm. by the way if you haven't seen the three episode arc that just came out the special arc it's so good mm-hmm. it's so freaking good um but there are but like it's trying to evolve what doctor who is and can be and there are obviously like elements of mm-hmm. the fandom that are like,
2: nah. yeah.
1: So, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's cool to see that you're not getting that with this.
2: Yeah. Well, I think I think it's a couple things that factor into that. I feel like one, basing it in the idea that this is sort of a an an alternative universe situation. I mean, that's that's such a thing in like fam in like fandom. Mm -hmm. that it just, it's kind of fun to go into that. I think Mm -hmm. also because so many of the side characters were so interesting and fun, seeing more of them, it's just like, that doesn't feel like an antithesis to the original storyline. It feels like this all makes sense, even in the world that it's kind of like a video game world, this makes sense in the world of Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. So I think it still fits as part of the narrative, you know? It's not, because of the kind of distance from reality that the manga and then the movie maintain, you can see this happening alongside of it. It feels like an yeah. extension of the narrative, not a ne- negation of the narrative.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it does. It feels like a fun, like, conversation you'd have with friends almost watching the movie. Like, oh, man, what do you think would happen if Scott died? <laughs> what if Scott <laughs> lost this first fight and he wasn't good at fighting and he didn't make it? And, you know, now, now then what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, almost in a way as you're talking made me think it kind of feels like a reboot like all these shows have done from like older older shows that have come Mm -hmm. back that it isn't really intended for like a new audience you know I wouldn't say this is like it is a cartoon but I don't think it's like made for kids necessarily I don't Mm -hmm. think it's made for like people who are entirely unfamiliar it feels like it's intended for people who love the movie and the graphic novels to revisit this world and these characters um in a way that's fresh and consistent with the story but kind of gives a new perspective and kind of corrects some things that maybe didn't need correcting at the time or people in charge didn't think they needed correcting at the time and now we know they do like it feels like a reboot in that way where like shows that have rebooted to be like oh we had some problematic parts we're gonna fix those now and we're not really for a new audience because you need to know our show to really appreciate mm-hmm. it we're for the people who still want to stick around and like come revisit us it's you know
1: what it is what? It's fan fiction. It's fan. I mean, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best. when, it is, it when is. the next like season or iteration or whatever of something is like, we read all the fanfic. Mm-hmm. We know what you want. <laughs> that is exactly what I it love. Is. That.
2: Well, and I, I think that sometimes that can feel like pandering in different shows, but because of the setup of like how meta Scott Pilgrim already is, like the mm-hmm. base, like the the source material is so meta. It mm-hmm. makes total sense. Like it feels seamless in the world of Scott Pilgrim that there would be a reinterpretation that would be influenced by what what people yeah. want.
1: Yeah. No. That. De- well, that's a good point. That does make sense. Yeah. It was just.
0: I just thought it was so fun. At mm-hmm. first, I was it like, I, I, I don't know how you do Scott Pilgrim without Scott Pilgrim. I was really nervous at first. Like, oh, they've got to bring him back like right away. Like, something's got. There's <laughs> got to be some mistake. Like, he's yeah. got to come back. I didn't really know how it was going to work, but it didn't need him. He didn't Mm -hmm. come back until like what the next to last or last episode when you see like the reveal that, you know, he was the, he was the big bad, um, from the future. And I don't know, it just, it, it was a fun exploration of all these other characters. It felt like a, uh, like an epilogue of sorts. I know it's like an alternate universe to the events of the first movie, but it references them so much in the fact that the first movie is present in like movie form, Mm -hmm. um, or the original movie, I should say. Um, yeah just a fun little like universe building
1: Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it i always like things that the kids can watch too Mm -hmm. with us that's fun
0: and it fits that you know you get to the future and they're living in a super nice house not because uh you know scott did anything to to make a lot of money or like his life went great or whatever but just because he's still living with wallace and wallace married the head of Nintendo. Is that who it is?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we we don't get a reveal, right? We don't that's... get a
0: reveal. It doesn't give a name, but like Wallace has married someone who's in charge of Nintendo and like gets the video games first and lives in this great big mansion and Scott of course is still living with Wallace. <laughs> Feels it fits. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I love yeah. I love the original movie, even though obviously it does have um not, I don't want to say flaws, it just falls into some tropes that I think now we can watch and recognize are, like, not necessarily the best to continue to perpetu- perpetuate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a really, really good addition to the kind of universe and canon.
1: We just had to evolve the sad boy and yeah. the sad boy universe. Yeah,
0: and yeah, like, take all. her, take Ramona Flowers out of Manic Pixie Dream Girl world and put her firmly into, like, the real world, who mm-hmm. is a real person with real personality and real flaws and Yeah. You know, all that.
2: Well, I think so often like problematic older media, it's like, oh, we got to just throw it away. And because of the the way that the universe in Scott Pilgrim was already set up to work. It, it's so easy for them to go, nope, we're just going to remake it. We're just going to reinterpret yep. it so that now, yep. and we're going to recognize that it's a reinterpretation. And we're even going to include the, like, old, quote-unquote, old Scott to show yeah. off how problematic it used to be. It's very smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And I just, I think it's so great that all of them came back to do it again. I know that's, like, a small thing because it's animated, so you're not looking at them, but I just think that so many of them have gone on to do, like, really big things and have these big careers, like, almost all of them have gone on to do like tons of stuff no literally Um,
2: every every voice in this you had time for this
0: Anna Anna kendrick aubrey plaza michael Sarah, uh uh, uh, chris evans like what brie larson i it's just it's crazy well
1: it must have meant a lot to him is what i would guess like the you know
2: well and that's what I, i i i was curious when i first started watching it like there's no way it's all the original voices and it was so I looked it up and they all kind of agreed like it was something that was early on in their careers that meant a lot to them so it mm-hmm. meant a lot for them to be able to do this and of course yeah you can record it from your home because you know sure. <laughs> it's voice acting
0: yeah I was gonna say yeah yeah I guess that's that does make it easier but it makes it feel like it, it means as much to the people who are helping make it
2: that it does to the people
0: who are watching it which I think is a, a nice little touch mm-hmm. yeah agree. Thank you, Tay, for yeah. bringing yeah, it well, up. Thank it you for fun. watching it, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, I wanted to watch it anyways, and I'm glad we got to talk about it, because mm-hmm. it was a fun time. Absolutely. Uh, Riley? Yes. What's next? Well, uh, speaking of continuations of media that are out of this world and hyper real, um, I thought we could talk about the Squid Games, the Challenge, I think is what it's called. It's the reality <laughs> game show TV version of the Squid Games, which is a thing that exists, it and is a thing. I that just exists. I have we have to discuss. People
1: it. don't die in it. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I feel like we should preface. With yeah. that. they're not actually killing people. Yeah.
0: And if you want to watch Scott Pilgrim, it's on uh, Netflix. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll watch that for next week. And Taylor, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I would highly recommend, even if you're not a fan of or, or aren't familiar with the original Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, still it does stand this. alone. You could still watch it. Yeah, you can still watch, yeah. It. Can still watch yeah. it. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Um, and it is, like you said, it's not its not necessarily aimed at kids, but like kids can watch it. Mm-hmm. So, um, But thank you. Thank you, listeners. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there that you would enjoy. You can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering.
2: And I, I am, love you. am. I
0: had to burp that whole time. It came out after don't worry about it. We're good.
2: We're good, We're good. We're good now. I will
1: remember Last week, The Greatest Generation, the comedy podcast about old Star Trek TV shows like Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, just had its 500th episode. And Greatest Trek, the podcast about the new Star Trek shows like Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and Discovery, just had its 250th episode. So, whether you have a task that's roughly 750 hours long, or you want to learn about some of the production techniques that go into making one of the greatest franchises in television history, you should give us a try either way. The Greatest Generation and Greatest Trek, the best reviewed, most listened to Star Trek podcasts in the world. They're on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org,
2: comedy and culture, artist owned, audience supported.